Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. The boys encountered some technical difficulties last night, so we're having a, having a re-record, but yeah, so hopefully we we, we go swimmingly uh, tonight. AC, good to have you in the house. How you going, mate? Yeah, good to see you again, mate. Uh, obviously, I've, I've got plenty of uh, blame on my shoulders there. It was my Wi-Fi connection, so apologies to everyone. How was the weekend? It was all right, mate. Uh, having cricket rained off was a bit of a dampener. But, yeah. But um, you got, you got out, out on, on oh, Sunday. Yeah. Lovely. Played. How'd you hit them? Oh, I hit them okay. Scored terribly. Okay. That's all right. Stuff to work on, but also not too worried about my game. What about you, mate? Uh, oh, I played yesterday. I sprayed it all over Harewood Woodlands. Like, I donated probably six to eight balls to the to the fescue around there so yeah I've, I've been battling but hey getting out out on the course on a weekday is always a win so can't complain yeah mate you're lucky for some <laughs> so today the podcast is going to be run a little bit differently with the lack of competitive golf going on around the world it's uh, all the tours are wrapping up for the festive seasons and you're getting all these Mickey Mouse uh, events around the world. So we're going to go through our 18 moments of the year, nine moments each. They can be your favorite. They can be what you believe was the most important. So we'll just hit it straight from the top, AC, far yep, away. So my number nine's probably a bit more lighthearted to start, but mine was Gooch's Ryder Cup comments so yeah effectively he was at a live event and um, referred to the atmosphere as being like a Ryder Cup despite <laughs> never playing a Ryder Cup himself and I guess what made it was having DJ as well part of the interview it was like a group interview I think Patrick Reed was there as well and just DJ just had this look of kind of disgust Oh yeah, I, I know the exact comments, and he he did later backtrack, but geez, once you're throwing those sort of claims out, you just look automatically like a bit of a flog. Yeah, Gooch just man, like he doesn't do anything for me. Eh? The fact he was waiting outside uh, the first playoff event in his car as well, oh, trying to get yeah. some clearance. Like, come on, mate, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> And having the last name of the the piece of skin between the ball sack and the anus doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, that's fair cop. My number nine was uh, Max Homer announcing himself to the world as a world-class player. Three wins in a little over 12 months. Just an all-time ball striker. I think that's probably the best part of his game. He just His iron game is phenomenal. And then... He wrapped it up going unbeaten at a President's Cup. Uh, I think a magnificent season for Max Homer and probably the only way he can kind of step up is just get some better results in those major championships that are pretty ordinary for a player of his standard. What were your thoughts on kind of Max's season and what did you make of his of his game? Yeah, I think you've basically covered it all off. Just 
took his game to another level. And next step is just some, hopefully, some good performances and majors. And he's such a likable character and a bit of a poster boy for the PGA Tour going forward, I'd say, and kind of already started. And he's kind of, you know, he's more of a household name for a casual golfer, golf fan now, I'd say. You know, he's kind of got more towards that echelon. Yeah, he's making, he's pretty much every time he plays, he's in a feature group, which is kind of the recognition of a superstar who's making the PGA Tour money. I think he finished in the top 10 in that pip rankings or there or thereabouts. So he obviously, yeah. It's also cool to see someone like him who's just grinded hard. You know, he hasn't always been a, he's really stuck at it. You know, he's had some tough times and, yeah, 2017, lost his tour card, and then he fought his way back onto the tour. I think he made like he made a so little amount of money in 2017, like he missed that many cuts. So he has struggled, and now he's reaping the rewards of. I know he moved to work with Mark Blackburn, and kind of since he's done that, he's started just to win, which is great to see. Your number eight. I've gone for Bryson and the rope. Uh, pretty iconic moment this year where it was at Live Boston and um, he'd sprayed one and went to step back onto the fairway and just collected himself on the rope. But then the the part that made it was just the way he carried on. You would have thought he was shot down. He was, and he was also proceeded to just spray the crowd and acted like it was their fault. As hard as you try to like Bryson, he's just, he just does does too many things that just rub you the wrong way, and oh, that incident with the rope, like I will, that was high on my list. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Just the aftermath of it, like Shane Lowry spraying him on Twitter, and just everyone getting into him, like it was a bit of a disgrace the way he behaved. It was, it was so poor to see. Yeah, he's such a dipshit. Eh? Yeah, and it was. The the off with your head comment with from the commentators is probably a little bit distasteful considering uh the Saudi regimes, but Yeah, that was a poor choice of words, eh? Man, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then even oh Bryson while we're on Bryson, just even that pizza comment he made, he was like referring to how it's like going to a new pizza store. Um, going oh, yeah. from Live to PJ Tour. The pizza analogy. <laughs> oh, that was shocking. Yeah, no, well, definitely Mate, wasn't. Mate, they're good. your employer. They're not, you're not a consumer. My number eight was uh, Ryan Fox, multi-win season. Just so good to see. A big win at the Dunhill. And he was right there in the end of the season in the race to Dubai. Uh, it's becoming something you expect for him to be contending in. I'm just really hoping for more of it moving forward. Has some big for, big tournaments next season to look forward to. He's in all four majors and he's got a couple of starts on the PGA Tour. I know he's playing at Bay Hill. So it'll be good to see how he goes. Yeah, it was so good. And wasn't it good just to see him get a bit of coverage on TV and on socials? I feel like a lot, a lot more people um, other than Kiwis would have got to know him a lot better this year, which is cool in itself. And obviously he's done that through his great play. But and he's also like it's a compliment to him. He's put himself in that position where 
you can probably criticise him a bit if he does have a poor showing, which I think of he'd welcome that. And if you're if you're a player of that quality, like you, I imagine you almost find it a bit insulting if someone's not calling you out if you're not playing well. No, oh, I agree, and I just think, like you said, the coverage um, that we, that we're now seeing on him, it's it was so hard just being obviously a Ryan Fox fan, following just scorecards, you can actually get to see him play. And it's there for everyone to see now that he's just, he's got far more to his game than just a big drive. He's he's a fairly complete player now, and it'll be good to see him uh, competing on those big events, all four majors. So hopefully he makes a run in one of those. Uh, my number seven is uh, Billy Ho. Um, so he won the Memorial... And the tradition is that you go and Jack Nicholas, being his tournament, will um, greet you on the 18th green. And he, after he'd won, he hits Jack Nicholas with a buddy and then follows it up with a big man. And yeah. any, <laughs> Billy Ho, he's a polarizing character. And man, that, that made me laugh. He really grew in my eyes this year. Like, I, I didn't really like him until this year, but I'm actually a big fan now. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I I was not here nor there with him really before this year, but what he's done standing up for the tour, behave, behaving like he's played on the DP tour, like he's Seve, and then um, <laughs> just that, that altercation with Poulter on the putting green at the BMW was sensational. And then he followed it up in the treacherous conditions at the Dunhill by playing with his hat backwards, which I can always get around. Yeah, what a man. What's your seven, mate? Uh, my number seven is a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, Cam Smith just absolutely spraying it everywhere at the PGA off the tee and pinning Aaron Wise. <laughs> just, <laughs> so, yeah, just, it just screams something you'd see down at your, your local on a Saturday, and which leads me to this question, AC. Have, have you ever pinned someone? Nah, not properly. Nah, I... I can't recall one where I've got them really good and felt really bad. So, but um, definitely seen a few. And I mean, I don't envy the person that hits someone. Eh? Like whenever I've played with a mate and I've done it, you can just see them just go bright oh. red immediately and just want the ground to swallow them up. Oh, it's the worst feeling ever. I've um, I've absolutely flushed a kid in the back. Eh, and it. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible feeling when you <laughs> because you, you happens you, you run down there and they're just in so much pain. It's pretty hard to reason with someone who's rolling around the ground. But hey, <laughs> your oh. number six. <laughs> My number six is the rise of Tom Kim. I really enjoyed seeing him uh, go about his business this year. He two tour wins and also some. Pretty rock star behavior at the Presence Cup, sticking it to the Americans. Uh, yeah, I just think he's just a, a guy that the PGA Tour can really hang their hat on going forward. He'll be great for the game. He's a great character. Um, and, yeah, just another one of those Koreans that are just seriously talented and good at golf. I didn't know a whole lot about Tom Kim before this season, and, yeah, he's impressed me. He's He's a great player, and a great character, which is something that's probably been lacking in not just golf, but sport. If you're seeing the characters kind of fall off the face of the earth, pretty uh, good to see someone with just a bit about them. 
it helps that he can speak English. Like it, it sounds terrible, but no, I know I exactly feel, what you mean. Yeah, I feel bad, bad for Sungjae and Siwoo. Um, Siwoo has been doing the odd interview um, in English, and man, it must be so like stressful for them trying. But I think it just means that you get to know the player, and I feel like you know Tom Kim, but you you don't necessarily get that insight into the others and that's per- that's perfectly fine it's not their fault but it's from a fan perspective it's it's nice that um we get to kind of really get to know tom kim no you're exactly right my number six was tiger returning to the majors and making two out of three cuts uh pretty impressive considering he was on one leg uh what do you kind of expect from him moving forward and how cool is it to see him make those two cuts because like I was a bit more of a realist like I probably thought that making the cut was a like yeah that was a win that week for for Tiger although he wouldn't have viewed it like that it's just just the lack of competitive reps and to just go out and make two out of three cuts on one leg is just beyond impressive I know it gets talked about all the time but that guy is just so tenacious like whatever you throw at him he'll just get up and fight harder and sounds cliche but he really is one of those guys who's just built different no Um, he is it'll be good to see him playing again yeah and i just i just remember that hype when he rolled into augusta that was pretty cool yeah and he had a good first day which was like yeah here we go (laughs) yeah but Yeah. yeah um in terms of what i expect i I think even if he could make, say, three cuts at the majors next year, I think it'd be a good effort. Like, he, by all reports, I didn't see much at the match. He was pretty ginger. I just hope that everyone just kind of is patient. And who knows? We might get a couple more little spurts where he might go well, but it's just, he's been through a lot. Yeah, his body's just breaking down. And I think we'll probably get our first fairish reflection this week at the PNC we'll get to properly see him hit a golf ball and like a well it is it's a competitive situation like that they'll want to win that so it'll be good to see how he shapes up yeah but by what, all accounts what do you expect like what what would be a good result in your opinion for next year in the majors um well I think if he plays say let's let's say he plays six events he probably won't play the US Open um, I'd say, I'd say if he makes the cut at the Open, the cut at Augusta, and mate a top twenty at one of those, I think. Yeah, I and think that'd be a top twenty would be great. I just it would be ridiculous. Yeah, oh, you say it all the time, but if he's if he's there or thereabouts on the weekend, like you you know he can do it. Like it's just it's just a matter of that leg holding up and by all accounts it's pretty cooked it's pretty it was pretty grim picture he was painting um, yeah. last interview he had but hey let's just hope definitely you're number five um mine's willie z's win at saint jude um it was like first and foremost it was a great playoff against seb, seb Strucker. it had everything uh there was like ugh, it was probably one outside the major for me it was the most entertaining golf tournament of the year um and just for willie z himself 
he's just really deserved that one and that gets thrown around a lot as well. But he's had so many close calls and notably they've all been in big events, you know. So that was really cool to see and I hope that that injury doesn't isn't anything that's going to like hinder his career or anything. And I noticed he's announced that he's back in – he's playing um, in Maui. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm it'll a be... big Willie Z fan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it'll be great to see him back out playing because he is he's electric when he gets going and he's a fan favorite and he's just a super player great to watch so yeah i'm really looking forward to it as well my number five was just cam smith's open championship on sunday just well the open championship especially that sunday i should say just the way he played was just the best golf of like i've got up to watch live on tv in a long long time it was just flawless really especially the way he putted it yeah that was just outrageous and he just played so fearless and I think you can a little bit when you're four shots back on the last day and I think sometimes that's like obviously I'm not speaking from experience here but (laughs) I don't know I just feel like even visually you can see the difference between chasing and trying to hold a lead sometimes it, it just seems to free them up yeah, I don't doubt that. You've got you've got a, a whole lot less to lose when you're chasing yeah. as so that's kinda the the aspect. Your number five or four, sorry. Yeah, so my number four was um Southern Hills PGA championship. Probably more specifically the way JT played down the stretch. Uh, I just loved watching that. He just looked so dialed. Um and I think it helped that the to an extent, there was less big names around him. He kind of wore that badge of honour, like, okay, I'm the big guy here. I'm going to aim up and hit some big boy shots, and he did. Uh, it would have been cool if he held that putt on 18 after he had played that hole. Just You couldn't have drawn up any better how he played that hole and just missed that putt. And I think he thought he was done at that point, but managed to get into a playoff after a tough scene from uh, Mito. But... Yeah, just um, even the way he played that playoff didn't give Willie Z much of a chance. It was just real cool to see a guy like JT just step up. Yeah, he played so well down that stretch. But my, just a side note, how how good were the major venues this year? Southern Hills was cool. Like that's the best PGA I've watched in God knows when, um, since 2018 maybe, when tiger made that run but even then it wasn't really about the actual course the um i really liked southern hills i really like brookline and obviously the st andrews and augusta speak for themselves i think this was probably the best well four golf courses that we've had on the major schedule yeah it's definitely in my golf watching it's the best um set of major venues i've seen in a year for sure i reckon i i loved them this year and it i think i've I seem to be able to really buckle in and like watch a whole heap this year. I yeah, I missed bugger all golf this year. I watched heaps of it. No, I I agree. And by all accounts, the um the golf courses next year are going to be really good. I think LACC is the US Open, and by all accounts, it's a tough tough track. So hopefully, see some pros get beat up again. It's always good to see. Yeah, my number four was uh we've already 
talked about it, Bryson's altercation with the rope, with that shit cheese cutter he had on, and then he just got clotheslined by a piece of string, and you thought he got shot. What a what a pelican. You're number three. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone the open at St. Andrews. Um, I guess if you'd if I'd done a list like even a month after it, I probably wouldn't have put it in my top five. And it's just because it took me a long time to get over the pain of Rory not winning. I just thought the fairy tale was going to happen. And it probably took me a while to appreciate Cam Smith's round as well. I I had some real 2019 World Cup, Cricket World Cup vibes. Oh, come on. Uh, the next day. <laughs> like, it sounds pathetic, man, but I was really hurting. I felt like crying. As you know, I get emotionally invested in particularly Rory. Big yeah. fan of him. Well, um, mate, I, but, I, re- I truly believe you're not going to be waiting that much longer. I just... But, yeah, it, what, it didn't have the unfair nature of the 2019 World Cup this time. Like, I I could, I knew he got beaten by the better player, and that's how it went. But I think also that championship as a whole, just being at the home of golf, there was that unbelievable moment when Tiger walked up the 18th to a standing ovation and some real goosebump stuff. And then Rory's hole out on Saturday out of the bunker, that was another one of those moments. And then Cam Smith's uh, up and down on 17 oh. as well. They're probably the three that stand out from that week. Obscene. That was awesome. It was a great event. And do you see Mon- Colin Montgomery come out and say that Tiger should have retired there and then? No, I didn't. He just came out like yesterday or the day before said that that would have been the way to go out. But oh, I don't know. It's pretty hard to say. It would have been, but yeah, I, I, I'd love to think Tiger thinks he's got another one in him somewhere, somehow. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree. Um, my number three was um, having bigger – a big event back on the sand belt. The, the Australian events are normally ones that I really look forward to, kind of regardless of the field. It's just great to see a different sort of golf being played. And it was awesome they went back to the sand belt this year for the Aussie Open and played two really cool golf courses, Kingston Heath and Victoria Golf Club. And yeah, although the coverage probably wasn't what it could have been, it was just Great to see these guys playing a different brand of golf. And I was really excited leading into it. And even the week before at Royal Queensland was was great as well. It was it was a cool kind of couple of weeks of golf culminating on the on the sand belt and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we spoke about it last week. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, bang on. It's just such a good brand of golf to watch. The Aussies were really gagging for it too, eh? And it was a, yeah, well, it looked like it was a great place to be. If you're on site, definitely hadn't been played for a couple of years, so the the excitement were there, and I understand there was some there was some admin issues and a bit of issue with the coverage. But look, I think when you haven't had an event in a couple of years and then you jump straight into a mi- bigger mixed event, it just kind of doubles the stress. And I think they'll be better for the run next year, and people don't need to really worry about that as much. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Ryan Fox's year, which we've already talked about. Just seeing him take his game to the next level and now he's in the top 30 in the world is really cool to see. And hopefully gives it gives someone, like, gives people to someone to root for and puts Kiwi golf on the map a little bit, hopefully. 
Yeah, definitely. He ran out of gas at the end of the year, but I think leading into 2023, I'm I'm expecting a bigger year than than he had this year. I I think I think two wins was like with the way he played was under underachieving a little bit almost. Like he he had a handful of outright seconds to it, it, it could have easily been four or five wins this year for Foxy, and I I think that that's something we can expect next year. I think you'll. My prediction for Foxy is you'll pluck off one of those national opens, either the Scottish or, or the Irish. I like it. We'll remind you of that later. Um, yeah, I put a note it. on that. I'll, when I'm editing, I'll put a little asterisk on it. <laughs> yeah. My, my number two was uh, Rory's 2022. I just think it speaks for itself. Um, top 10 at all four majors, multi win season. And just with the weight on his shoulders of. The, the off-field stuff with the PGA Tour and Live Golf, I just think he really stepped up to the plate as the big dog and um, got back to world number one and just consistently won tournaments. And I just think just watching his golf, uh, it just looked far more complete than it kind of has over the last couple of years where he's played fine. But it's just it just doesn't look like the, the short game just gets hot one week. It, it looks pretty consistent week to week now which is great to see and be great for a Rory fan like yourself because I think I just (laughs) he can't keep getting this close and not and not winning one it's just physics mate (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you say it seems so sustainable it just seems like one part of his game can bail him bail him out of of his having one of those days so yeah hope I just hope we don't look back at this year and like there's two ways of looking at it. It's like, okay, he this was the year. It could be the year that he made progress and kind of almost sounds weird, but took his game to another level and had five really good years following or even more. Or it could be, oh, that was the year he needed to pluck off a major and he didn't. And I hope mm. it's not that one, and I don't think it is, but that's just my only like slight worry. But that's yeah. me being a bit pessimistic, I reckon. Yeah. I think so as well. You're number one. Mine was Fitzy's win at the US Open. I just loved everything about that tournament. Uh, the venue was outstanding. Brookline was so cool. It was tough. Like it, Those players were proper uncomfortable, and that's what you like to see mm. as, a, as a recreational golfer. Um, yeah, how and, do you reckon you'd go around Brookline? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even like to think. Oh, that par five, you know, the, with the false, the big false front. Oh, that that just would have been in my head. I reckon I might have just gone gone long, but then hit my chip down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so fair. No, a great year for Fitzy. And yeah, kind of kind of silenced some doubters a little bit. Yeah, and there was plenty of big names on the leaderboard there too, and even just the story being with the same host family that he won. He won the US um, Amateur there at the same venue in 2013. So that was cool in itself. And Billy Foster's first major win. And just Fitzy himself, he's just such a likeable character. and He really gets everything out of himself that he can. Yeah, like I just don't think we can put into words how impressive that shot was on 18 out of the fairway bunker. Like under pressure in a major championship like 
mate, that is just it's it's obscene to even think of. Like he hits that slightly wrong, he's completely cooked. But it just shows that these guys are. I know we stress it all the time. These guys are just a different breed of of golfer than your regular scratch golfers, and oh, they just yeah, they're just so good. Absolutely, mate. What's your number one? My number one, not necessarily my favourite moment, but just that the Live Golf Circus. I just think it was chaos at every turn. It was just week after week, who's going, who's going, who's not going, and just constant legal battles. Monaghan and Norman both kind of behaving poorly and just Rory Tiger coming out swinging and then Brooks and DJ just completely backflipping on their on their word and going over I just it's a it's a great year for golf to be making a Netflix documentary I absolutely cannot wait for that to come out yeah it was so entertaining wasn't it just for you if you follow pro golf it just gave another kind of bit of juice to follow and yeah oh just even yeah just all the interviews comments and then stuff like when those team uh, announcements came out with the clip art logos and the horrendous <laughs> names just, just yeah. there's plenty on they bought a dog called Diva. i know <laughs> greg norman parachuting into an event like it was just mate yeah. you, you name it if you told me a year ago oh there's going to be a new professional golf league it's going to have a a dog it's going to have a team called the niblix with dick bland on it and you're going to have greg norman parachuting onto the first tee i'd have been like what is this it's just a, it's a circus but it'll be cool it will, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year going to 14 events and how it how it pans out because it's they these guys obviously have an endless amount of money it's just depends who follows it really and not like obviously not all of them are um in this category but a lot of the people they got are absolute pelicans which just added to the entertainment of it all yeah or just massively over the hill is there anything that um you missed out that you wanted to put in your top nine jordan spieth's uh shot at pebble beach from the edge of the cliff oh that was that was was scary to watch Yeah. yeah When they went to that drone shot, like I was like, oh yeah, like uh, the commentators are just carrying on a bit. And then they went to that drone shot. I was like, oh my god, like that is that is so close to the edge of that cliff. I was exactly the same. I eh? just didn't appreciate it until they went up above, and then I was like, oh, I wouldn't want any bar on that. Yeah, my feet are pretty active when I swing a golf club. I would have been in some serious strife. <laughs> <laughs> Actors putting it politely. Yeah. Uh, what about you, mate? Is there anything that any near misses? Um, yeah, I actually had it on and took it out, but Harry Higgs and Joel Damon getting their rigs out yeah. on 16 at Phoenix was pretty good. You don't Sen- see that on the golf course much. Sensational to see a couple of ordinary rigs just flying around <laughs> yeah. the golf course. Yeah. No, that was outstanding. And Another one was um, the double hole out on 18 at Augusta. Um, Rory holding that one out of the bunker and then 
Colin Morikawa following suit. That was a pretty cool moment. Amazing. It's a pity Faldo kind of butchered the comms, but hey. That was a proper balls up, AI. Yeah. It's almost unforgivable. We've got through 18 holes, uh, and and we, we couldn't be split. So it's time for the fan favorite playoff holes. We'll kick off with Tang Off. Okay, mate, I'll tee off first. Uh, I'm just, this isn't one of my most passionate tee offs, but I'm talking about where you're at the takeaways and you're queuing up, um, and people get to the counter and they just decide to think about what they're going to order then after they've been standing around in a line. I just, it's a bit selfish. and yeah, I can't get around it. Like, step aside if you're not ready, and let, or just just actually take the time while you're in line to order yeah. to think of your order. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have caught AC doing that at Fergburger on <laughs> over New Year's <laughs> in the early hours of the morning. Absolutely, the man had his order locked in when he was making his way down that strip. I think four nights in a row, same burger. Yeah, he wasn't even mucking around. <laughs> nah. Um. I'm taking off on oh, people who are flogs to wait staff, to take away staff, people at cafes, just people who treat the people working there poorly. It's just, I just witnessed it the other day and I was kind of struggling for a tang off and I was like, yeah, I'm going to tee off on this. But like I was in a fast food establishment and like they had Uber Eats, they had DoorDash, they had a drive-thru and then they had a big line of people in the store. Like there's only th- two or three people working and then there's just this bloke out and they just spraying them for just not getting to the drive through in time. Oh, I was just like, geez, like just making a quid, like cut them a break. Whenever I've seen like instances like that, it's always, it's not like, it, it's not through the lack of trying. Like you can see nah. that they're, they're under the pump. They're like working hard. So yeah. they're just sitting behind the counter, like just with their feet up. It's yeah, just, oh. it's so unnecessary. Don't shoot the messenger. Move on to tough scenes. Oh, oh, uh, kick us off here. My tough scene for the week is just organising all the logistics for an international move. Like I'm starting a job in Sydney in the new year, which is it's a pretty big move, and just all the logistics of moving to. A different country is so hard. Like I've I've moved to countries before, like f- for temporary amounts of time, but you always know you're coming back. Whereas this one, like you just have to get rid of everything. Like what am I doing with my car? Like oh, it's a first world problem. But Jesus, stressful. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I'm an admin avoider at the best of times, so that would just rattle me. Yeah, I got about five rubbish bags full of full of kit in the back of my car that I've been meaning to take to a clothing bin and I just have not done it yet. I don't envy you, mate. What was your tough scene? Uh, Mine was, so I had a semi-final on Saturday, but we also had a a work do on Friday. And so I took it pretty easy. Um, Didn't indulge too much into the uh, free piss. Uh, and then so we've dri- the, f- the semi-final was in Auckland, so we've driven up there from Hamilton uh, and the the ground was wet, so we delayed the start till one o'clock 
and then we got on for four balls, and then, and then it just started bucketing down, uh, and so the game was called off. So it was just yeah, it was a waste of a work do, and also the races were on on Saturday. Oh so yeah, it was just, tough tough ones and miss the Waikato Cup. One of the great days. Yeah, so it was just a yeah. There was two. Two tough misses there. That is that is so tough. And I, I got a Snapchat from AC on the Friday night saying that he's just picked up a six-pack of non-alcoholic hazies. I can't... I didn't, can't. Guess what? I didn't even touch them. <laughs> yeah, I can't. So now they're sitting in the fridge. And, yeah, so I, I haven't tried one yet, and I bet you they suck. Yeah, I bet you they stay there in that fridge for <laughs> a long period of time. <laughs> Hopefully... Maybe you just... Maybe you just grab a non-alcoholic while you're already hosed. And so, yeah, and just, one. just sober you up a little bit. But yeah, what's what's the plans moving forward this weekend? I'm I'm back in town, so we could be we could be linking up for some golf this weekend. Get a po- oh, podcast yeah, in person next week. Hey, yeah, we're we to do one in person. Yeah, it'd be great. So yeah, what's the weather looking like for the Waikato this week? <laughs> Shit, it's passing down. Oh well, <laughs> but, ho- hopefully yeah. it clears up Sunday, so uh, we can we can get up yeah. and hit, hit some balls around. So It'll appreciate good, your mate. time as as always, and hopefully the rerun's gone a little bit better than, <laughs> yeah, than was... the than the one we went went for last night. If this doesn't upload, my god! <laughs> Enjoy the podcast, everyone, and I see I'll see you in the weekend. See you, mate. Are you too quick for your-